The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All financial advice provided on this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. The financial ideas and strategies discussed are only provided as a starting point for a conversation about money matters. With regard to your particular investments and financial strategies, consult your financial planner, CPA, or investment professional. All your financial decisions are yours and yours alone to make and subsequently are solely your responsibility. Corporate sponsors may from time to time be the subject of buy and or sell recommendations in Jay Taylor's Gold Energy and Tech Stocks newsletter. However, as host of Turning Hard Times into Good Times, Jay Taylor retains the right to provide objective opinions on behalf of subscribers and to his listeners audience regardless of sponsorship. The information that is supplied through the context of the radio program and any repurposing of its content by the host or network is a combination and collection of solid financial investment understanding, opinion, and comments. This network, show, and its host are not liable for financial strategies, outcomes that you employ in any manner that result in any kind of loss. You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. This hour will help investors fix issues and achieve personal gain. Now here's your host, Jay Taylor. Welcome. I am your host, Jay Taylor. I'm also the editor of Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks newsletter. You can learn more about that by going to my website at miningstocks.com. You can also learn about uh, more about two of my partners, Chen Lin and Roger Wiegand, uh, also by going to miningstocks.com or webeatthestreet.com. Especially Roger Wiegand has uh, quite a bit of material on webeatthestreet.com. Uh, you can sign up for our special trial offers. You can call my assistant, Claudio Bossi, at 718-457-1426. That's 718-457-1426 during normal work hours, and Claudio will be glad to help you. Again, though, you can go to miningstocks.com and do the same thing. Two other websites where uh, I am posting a daily blog now are jtaylormedia.com. That's J-A-Y, Taylor, media.com and goldinvestor.com. And I've also started something new, uh, a couple of partners up in Ontario, called Jay's Watchlist. You can go to jayswatchlist.com. No WW in front of that. It's just jayswatchlist.com. And that is a list of companies that I'm taking a look at with the possibility of adding to my newsletter. No guarantees, but uh, just so you can see some of the companies that I think are worth looking at, they are going to be featured at that site and there will be reports written on them, just sort of basic overall uh, reports of companies, uh, basic due diligence starting points uh, for, for me and for you if you want to look at those companies as well. Well, I want to thank each of you for listening to this show. And um, it's very, very, uh, because it's really all about uh, helping people realize what's going on in the markets these days. And, um, of course, we, we cherish each one of you each week listening. I also want to thank um, our corporate sponsors, uh, Coral Gold, Hawthorne Gold, Palangio Exploration, Metanor Resources, and Sand Gold, 
all of those companies uh, make this show financially possible and make it possible for us to bring this information to you. And I think in the process that these companies are really helping people understand uh, some truths about what is really behind the demise of the American economic scene uh, rather than what they're getting from the mainstream. The mainstream self-serving media, you know, I spoke to somebody a little earlier today about uh, a broker, in fact, who works for a major uh, financial institution, and he's not allowed to come on this show and give his views because he has to say exactly what that company wants him to say because he has to help them sell their products. And so, no, we, we are not tied by any major um, institution that's telling us what we can say and what we can't say, at least at this point in time. We still have that freedom of speech in America, and we're very thankful for that. So we thank, again, Coral Gold, Hawthorne Gold, uh, Palangio Exploration, Metanor Resources, and Sand Gold for making this show financially possible. We've had a good year so far this year. We're up about 42% in our model portfolio. Uh, our uranium stocks have really been on fire. They're up 150%. Junior gold stocks up 87%. The seniors not doing quite as well. Uh, they're up 27% in spite of the fact that one of our sponsors, Sand Gold, is up 184% this year. Hurting our performance has been the Prudent Bear Fund. It's down about 13%. But you know what? We've got the Prudent Bear Fund in place because we are very worried about a major market decline this fall. Well, I'll have more to say about uh, about my views on the market, and we'll, uh, in the closing section, we're going to have Chen Lin on with me. Um, the special guest this week is Luce uh, Skatigna. He's a financial planner, uh, lives in New Jersey. I met him at Peter Grandich's show a couple of weeks ago. Lou really has a great understanding of the of the markets and what's going on in our economy. He's a Wall Street veteran. Uh, he does understand those things uh, as we understand them, the, the reasons for the underlying problems that we have. And so Lou uh, can provide some interesting uh, insights and also some good, uh, solid advice for, for you as an individual. And, in fact, we're going to invite you to call in um, to uh, Lou if you have questions, and that is a toll-free number. It's 866-472-5790. So when we get to Lou in our second segment, uh, 866-472-5790. Uh, but before we get to Lou, we're going to talk to David, uh, to David Wolfen, who is the president of one of our sponsors, Coral Gold. Uh, David, welcome. Thanks, Jay. Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you again. Uh, we, we did talk to you a few weeks ago, and we, we did hear your story. It's a pretty incredible story. It's a pretty cheap stock. And uh, just to go over some of the, the basics, could you give us uh, tell our listeners the symbol, share price, number of shares, that kind of thing? Okay. The trading symbol in the, the U.S. is CLHVF uh, and CLH in Canada. Mm-hmm. There's approximately uh, 25 million shares issued. Trading around 40 cents Canadian, which gives it about a 10 million dollar market cap. Canadian market cap, a little less yes. than that in U.S. So you're under 10 million dollars market cap in U.S. Yep. But you have how many ounces of gold in the ground? 2.3 million ounces. And if you divide that by the market cap, you're buying gold at four dollars an ounce in situ in the ground. Well, um, and you're located next to Barrick, and it's a major deposit, the pipeline, right? Yeah. Uh, basically, they have the pipeline. Gold Acres, um, uh, Cortez Hills, about a half a million acres completely surrounding us. And mm-hmm. this is this was the crown jewel in Placer Dome's uh, crown, and we believe the reason why Barrick took over Placer Dome. How much gold is Barrick mining there now? 
in that area? I believe they're doing uh, about a million ounces of gold annually. From that area of Nevada? Yeah, at, at least that, yeah. Yeah, wow. So, And you're you're there with 2.3 million ounces surrounded by Barrick. It seems like you're a plum they're just going to pick off sooner or later. Yeah, we thought it would have been sooner, but they made a new discovery called Cortez Hills, and, and so I guess we're... Uh, take a backseat to that. Cortez Hills is a fantastic story. They're going to spend half a billion dollars this year in, uh, uh, on infrastructure and building uh, uh, the operation, and they expect to get payback within 12 months. Wow, that's fantastic. That, it must be some rich deposit that. What sort of grades do they have there? Three to five ounces of gold per ton that they said for the first uh, 12 months of operation. And and that's how they get such a quick payback. They're going to high grade probably, pull that rich stuff out first. Where is that property, David, relative to the pipeline in your property? Just across the valley, and they're putting in a 10-mile conveyor system. Our property directly adjoins them to the north, and... If they were to do the same thing, the conveyor belt would be a third of that. Wow, is it um, is, so? Is it a long strike? Is it the same system that you, that or are they looking? You, you mentioned that Barrick is going to put some deep holes down, two or three deep holes on your property. Could you talk about yeah, that a little bit? Yeah, we have what a couple of agreements with them, and uh, one of them is on our project called the Enormous Sass, and it's sandwiched in between the Gold Acres pit and the pipeline pit. They're going to do three to 4,000 foot holes on our property, and um, they expect to get the permits any day now and to be drilling starting in September. What is it they're looking for? I mean, do they, they must see something geologically there to spend that kind of money to go to those depths. Yeah, they're following the structure, and it looks like when you're in the pit there that it trends underneath their property. So that's what they're going after, and, and that if they find something, they could put a decline ramp in from the bottom of the pit rather than starting from surface. Well, wow, that's that's really interesting. And again, $4 an ounce in the ground. I know that the gold in the ground isn't really worth anything till you pull it out. That's true. But it just seems to me as though the market is totally ignoring this. How do you account for this for this share price, David? Well, we we have been inactive this year as we've been waiting for the markets to recover. So we've been taking a conservative approach and not blowing through our cash. And uh, we thought we'd wait and see what happens here with the drilling that Barrick does. So, so um, you mentioned earlier that Frank uh, Veneroso talked about old meat. Well, yeah. we're well-aged. <laughs> yeah, you've been around. You know, I've known your father for many years. Uh, since I, I started writing my newsletter back in the 1980s, your dad is always very kind to me, and uh, I had some great times with him. I know he's not well right now, and I'm hoping that he's that he's uh, back back in action pretty soon because uh, I know he's missed around Vancouver. But David, it's a pleasure talking to you. And you know, folks, we don't have coral on our list right now, but they're a, they're a prime candidate for possible inclusion next year. You know, I'm not terribly bullish right now at this moment because I think we've got some tough times in the market ahead of us. But boy, do I like gold stocks longer term, and I think early next year. And if you look at a company that's selling with four you know four dollars an ounce in the ground. With all the circumstances that Coral has, it's certainly worth looking, and that's why it is on my watch list, which you can go back and and look at and learn more about Coral, and, of course, on their own website. David, what is your website? www.coralgold.com. Thank you, David, so much for being on with us, and I hope to talk to you again sometime soon. Say hello to your father. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. And Roger, you're there? Roger's here. Roger, we just uh, in the closing moments here, the first segment. I want to ask you anything you like that you see now in the uh, 
in the commodities markets that strike you as, as providing an opportunity to make some money? Well, we've got, Jay, we've got uh, some shifting coming in the currencies right now. The euro has peaked out. There might be potentially a good short on the euro, depending on what happens with the U.S. dollar. Uh, the dollar is kind of stabilized right now, so we can't really say anything on that. Gold, at its standpoint right now, uh, December futures are 957. We think they'll go to at least 992, if not more. Uh, we've got open trades in gold and silver right now. Uh, we've been also watching the grains for next year, but that's a little further ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be some big shorts coming ahead in the stock market. Okay. Well, how do you, how might you play that? What's some ideas well, you have? One of the ones that's very fast and you've got to be careful with it. It's almost, uh, it's actually a share, not a commodity, and that's FAZ. That's a triple short. Mm-hmm. And we had that trade in our newsletter some time months ago, and we uh, the recommendation made $125 in 10 days. Wow. Well, so that's, that's, uh, that's those are very volatile, though, aren't they, Roger? And if you're wrong, you can be very, very wrong with those kinds of bets. You can, but uh, you've got to use stops, and you've got to be careful where you go in and out. Another one that's a little more modest but going in the same direction is SDS. Uh, that's, a, that's a double short. Um, FAZ is on the credit and the banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the credit and the banks and the stocks we think are, are getting primed for a drop. We're not there yet. We could be another two to three weeks on the upside. Mm-hmm. Well, it's certainly we're getting hammered again today in the equity market. It's down pretty big. And uh, I might just mention another one, Roger, that's not, you know, for, for the faint of heart that might want to take the short position. There's SH, which is the, the straight short on the S&P 500. I mean, that's one that I'm, I'm personally looking at as well. Uh, at this point in time, I would agree. That's it's not quite ready yet. I think we've got one more leg up in the stock market. That should be a good choice here pretty soon. Um, okay, so what about uh, what about long term rates? I mean, you, I know you've been sort of um, sort of chafing at the bit to short the long term U.S. Treasuries, and yet, you know, long term Treasuries just they just you know the rates just stay down there, don't they? Everybody's just been waiting for that thing to drop, and it just doesn't want to drop. And I think that has to do with the correlation between credit and the shares, and I think that correlation is going to change, and pretty soon that opportunity will come. Okay, that sounds good. Um, we, you know, I mean, it's incredibly volatile times and uh, an enormous amount of uncertainty in the markets. Roger, we'll be talking to you a little later, and you're going to stick around, I think, possibly, and have a question or two for our next guest, which is uh, Luce Skagtigna. Uh, oh, I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble now. It's Luce Skagtigna. How can I? That's not such a hard name to say. Why am I having trouble? Well, Lou will uh, straighten me out, I'm sure, and we're really glad to have Lou with us. So stick around after the break, and if I can pronounce his name right, we'll get a question or two off for him. And you're welcome to call in with questions for Lou. He's a financial planner. That number is 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, with Lou Spitigna. There, I got it right. See you in just a minute. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. One 
to know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the problem so that effective remedies can be prescribed. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to nearly double the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has lost nearly half its value in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Barry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. When you load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome. I am your host, Jay Taylor, uh, and I'm really pleased to have uh, Lou Skatigna. There, I think I said it almost right. Lou Skatigna. Skatigna. Lou Skatigna. He was, um, I was fortunate enough to meet Lou at Peter Granich's Jersey Shore conference that we talked about a couple of weeks back, and Lou is a CFP, that's a Certified Financial Planner. He's a veteran uh, in that field. He has worked on Wall Street. His firm is AFM Investments. Uh, he's been in advising families on practical financial management for more than 25 years, and he's the host of a top-rated radio program, The Financial Physician. 
Uh, he has diagnosed and treated the financial ills of listeners for more than 10 years. His analogies of physical and financial health have motivated clients and audiences alike to get into, fi- into fiscal shape. Skiktigna is said to have the skill of a surgeon with the bedside manner of a country doctor, and I have met Lou, and I would say I could see that. I believe that's true. Lou is not just any CFP, though, as far as I'm concerned. I think what sets him apart from 99.9% of most of his colleagues in Wall Street is that he has a sense, a common sense, of what is wrong with the American economy. You know, I've talked about it, and I'm reviewing some of my remarks with Ron Paul, and I had him on on this program how difficult it is sometimes for PhDs in finance to see the truth. It's almost as if they've been guided in the wrong direction. And uh, and uh, Lou has, with all of his education and his experience in the, in the market, though, has retained this sort of common sense understanding of, of right and wrong and, you know, you can't just create money out of thin air and, and get rich doing it. So Lou also, though, another thing that I believe is very unique about him is he seems to genuinely care about people and he spends some of his valuable time helping people that are less fortunate. And to me, that really makes him rare on Wall Street because these days Wall Streeters are really all about getting rich, richer, and richest and putting the money away and saying to hell with anybody else. So, Lou, I'm really glad to have you with us today. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. Jay, it's great to be with you. You know, um, we talked down at the Jersey Shore. You talked. You gave a talk. In fact, you followed up my talk down there and you know, it's always good to hear people say they agree with you. And so you said, I agree with most of the things Jay Taylor said. And then you said, no, I think I agree with everything Jay Taylor said. So, of course, that's music to my ears, but maybe that's one of the reasons you're on my show, Lou. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) No, but not really. Uh, I think that what we want to know here is, first of all, I'd like to ask you your view and just to talk a little bit about your view of the uh, American economy. Um, you talked in your, you know, in your talk down at the Jersey Shore about the unemployment rate. You talked about, well, just just go over. What are your feelings about the the globe? Not feelings. What do you know about? We don't want to know about feelings. We want to know about truth. What do you? What is your sense of the American economy now? You know, we've had this big bounce in the stock market. We're having a bad day today, but we've had a big bounce in the stock market. A lot of people have sort of come back to thinking, yeah, maybe it's all over. You know, you hear majority of Wall Street guys uh, on the uh, on the major networks saying. Yeah, the worst is behind us. We're just, we may have a little slow growth here, but we're going to have growth and we're going to come out of this thing all right. Longer term, we're just in great shape. What do you think? Well, I'll state straight out that the United States is in a, a depression. Yeah. Nobody wants to use the D word, but, you know, General Motors doesn't go bankrupt in a recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merrill Lynch doesn't disappear in a recession. AIG, the biggest insurance company in the world, doesn't get taken over by the U.S. government. Uh, in a recession. Uh, Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns don't disappear in a recession. So this is not a recession. It's a depression. First and foremost, that's what it is, and it's going to get worse. Now, in 1930, we had a 46% bounce in the stock market after the crash in 1929. It lasted about four months, and right now we have about a five-month bull market roughly about 50% or so yeah. rise in the Dow, and it mirrors what exactly happened uh, in 1930. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were saying the worst was behind us, there's only optimism ahead, you know, we're going to go forward, everything's going to be good. And then it was the next leg down that really destroyed everybody. It lasted roughly two years, and from peak to trough, we had, a, I think it was an 89% decline in the stock market. I think we're eerily reliving that right now. 
Yeah. There's nothing in the economy that can give anybody hope that things are going to be prosperous in the days ahead. Uh, let's talk, uh, take a look at unemployment. Uh, officially, the rate's 9.4%. That's according to the, the Lying Bureau of Labor Statistics, which uh, I say fudges those numbers. Uh, if you take the real numbers, those who can't find jobs and are out of the workforce because they've given up, you're looking at close to 17% mm-hmm. uh, unemployment, which is close to depressionary levels. And I think that... Uh, U6 unemployment number uh, is going to hit at least 25% before this is all over. We also have 1.5 million people who are going to run out of unemployment benefits between September and December of this year. What's going to happen to these people who no longer have the minimal amount uh, coming in from uh, unemployment? Uh, The housing market is still slumping. We have a, a record number of foreclosures, and that's accelerating. And I expect that to continue to accelerate in the months ahead. I know locally here in my county, I know somebody who works in the, in the clerk's office, and they say they haven't reported all the foreclosures because they can't even process the paperwork. It's, it's in piles in their office. So the official number that they're giving are process foreclosure papers, not the ones that are backlogged. So mm-hmm. I think it's even worse uh, than they're reporting. And I think we've seen a little bit of a, an uptick in existing home sales mainly due to the government's first-time $8,000 homebuyer credit. You have to close on your house by November 30th. Uh, that means we're having a rush of people trying to get into contracts now because it takes about two months or so to close. Sure. So if you're not really, you don't really have a contract by the end of September, uh, chances are you're not going to close by then and get that $8,000 credit. And, you know, these people coming to buy homes now, uh, they're, they're buying from the future. I mean, these are going to be home buyers that would be there in December and January and, and February of next year, and then that, that's a, that's a big credit. Eight thousand dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. It's a refundable credit, meaning you're going to get a check in the mail when you do your taxes next year, and it's it's giving people uh, the impetus to go out there and look for housing. But I think once this little bounce happens, we're going to go be, be going back down again. Well, uh, right now, 15 million homeowners are underwater. There was a report out recently that says that's going to grow to 48 percent by 2011. I mean, 48 percent, Lou. What? 48%. I think it was uh, either Deutsche Bank or RBC that came out with that report about a month ago. I mean, 48% of, of mortgage holders underwater in this country, I mean, that's a disaster for the housing market. If we think we're, we're in bad times now. Uh, not what, it, what percentage is it now, Lou? Uh, we're at about 22%. Holy cow, that's, that's incredible. So, I mean, that's going to double from here. And uh, certainly horrible for the housing market, but what's horrible for the housing market is horrible for the banking system. I mean, mm. they go hand in hand, obviously. Mm. More money to be printed, more bailout money, more taxpayer, more inflation, what? Yeah, I mean, ultimately that's where we're going. I mean, uh, as banks are, continue to fail, I and mean, we're seeing an accelerating number of bank failures, uh, we, I call it Bank Failure Friday, you know, we always look to see about 5, 6 o'clock who, who the banks are this week. Mm-hmm. And I think if the FDIC really wanted to close insolvent banks, uh, they probably could do 100 a day. If they really wanted to, uh, I think they're they're doing an eyedropper five here, four there, seven here, mm-hmm. uh, just to make it look a little bit better than it is. But they just announced last week that they have a uh, 417, I think, banks on their uh, problem bank mm-hmm. list, and we're also starting to see bigger banks fail. I mean, the last a couple of weeks we saw Colonial Bank that cost the FDIC uh, 2.7 billion, mm-hmm. uh, then we saw Guarantee Bank the very next week, which uh, cost three billion. Yeah, and that's quite a bit of money. Uh, and with the FDIC uh, running out of money in their insurance fund, uh, it's only a matter of time before they tap the treasury uh, with printed uh, money uh, to bail them out. There's no way that the FDIC can allow anybody with insured deposits not to be paid. Everybody would be paid, uh, but they'd be paid with depreciating currency. Sure. 
Well, that's right. And you also talked, I know, in your talk about pension funds are in trouble, too. State governments are in trouble. State governments are in terrible shape, and their revenues are dropping, in some cases, 30 to 40% year over year. I mean, that's an incredible uh, decline uh, in revenue to a state. And states uh, don't have the luxury that the federal government does. They can't print money. Yeah. They have to balance their budget. They have to do something about it. And one of the things that we're going to see is, A, uh, declining services, you know, road repairs, bridge repairs, things like that. Uh, you're going to see a lot more potholes than you used to. Uh, and uh, they're very underfunded as far as their pension plans go. Uh, but I'm concerned not only public pension plans, but also private pension plans. Right. Uh, that's what got GM and Chrysler into problems, their legacy costs. and. Right. You know, my dad was a union worker, uh, and he got a letter recently saying that their pension was underfunded by just a certain percent. I think it was 32% underfunded, and that there's a possibility in the future that their benefits will be cut. Can you imagine being retired, expecting a certain amount every month, well, uh, and then all of a sudden having that cut in half because the pension fund, A, uh, lost 40% in the stock market and don't have enough revenue going into it because there's not enough people working? Well, Lou, you know, this is this is an alarming story you're telling. It's nothing new to me and people that listen to this show on a regular basis. The name of our show is Turning Hard Times into Good Times. So we're coming up on a uh, on a commercial break here in just a few seconds. So what I want to ask you is, you know, some of your ideas about what we can do to protect ourselves. And recalling my conversation with Ron Paul a few weeks ago, a few months ago now, Ron was saying we better start getting some uh, skills ourselves so we can learn to uh, to raise our own food and do some things like that. But anyway, when we come back after the break, I want to ask you about what some of your ideas are about how people can, can best protect themselves given this uh, very difficult situation that we're facing. I'll be right back with Lou Skatigna. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the problem so that effective remedies can be prescribed. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to nearly double the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has lost nearly half its value in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. 
As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold, and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Barry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. When you load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jay Taylor. I'm here with financial planner, Lou Scatigna. And uh, Lou, before the break, we talked uh, about the, the horrendous financial condition that America is in right now. So the question then is, well, what can we do about it? Before we get to some of those ideas, I just want you to tell our listeners about your your two radio shows. You have two radio shows now. How can people listen to them? Well, both shows are titled the same way, The Financial Physician. And uh, my New Jersey radio show, we just celebrated our 500th uh, weekly show uh, in New Jersey. And ironically, uh, the same day, last Sunday, was our first national radio show uh, on XM Satellite Radio uh, Talk Channel uh, 165. So it's an unusual. It's a show like yours, Jay. We tell it like it is. We yeah. try to prepare people for uh, the coming financial tsunami and uh, and try to prepare people uh, because if you're not prepared, you're going to be hurt very, very badly. Yeah, I mean, even if you are prepared, uh, times might be very difficult, but maybe impossible if you're not. So, you, so people can listen to that on your website as well. That's you right. And uh, if I could just plug my book, yeah. very quickly. Uh, I have a book coming out this December entitled The Financial Physician, How to Cure Your Money Problems and Boost Your Financial Health. And in that book, we talk about how the last 30 years in America uh, were an illusion. It Mm -hmm. was built on debt and spending, uh, and now we're going to have to adjust the way we live our lives uh, into a more frugal uh, and and, and, and different way. We have to take care of ourselves because it's not going to be easy going forward. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to be honest again. We're going to have to work for a living, perhaps. Yes, we're going to have to work very, very hard. We're going to have to save money. We're going to have to buy only things we need, mm-hmm. uh, not what we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go so far in my book as to say that 
nobody, unless you're very wealthy, should ever, ever again buy a new car. Wow. I mean, that's, I, that's, Detroit won't like to hear that from me, but... No, I uh, mean, we've been told to get rid of our old cars and buy new ones. Exactly uh, the opposite. The Conquer program, I think, was one of the first worst examples of how government, government does it wrong. Okay. Take people who own cars free and clear that are running fine and uh, take them, destroy them, and put them into debt. It's just ridiculous, and uh, uh, now they're talking about cash for appliances. I mean, where is it end? Cash for anything? I don't know. It's just, uh, the, but those have been the policies, and those are really Keynesian economic policies that grew out of out of the Great Depression, post depression. I mean, they go back to Roosevelt. The policies were really Roosevelt's, maybe even Hoover's. The notion that you can just spend your way out of trouble and not work hard and save. It's uh, I don't know. I wasn't brought up that way, and I know you weren't either, Lou. Uh, Jay, I think I think back in Roosevelt's time, that may have been possible. Mm-hmm. That we didn't have the debt, uh, mm-hmm. both on a national level yeah. and, and on a private level that we have today. Right. Once you're up to your nose in debt, you can't go any further and, and put more credit on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the consumer is done, and the consumer in this country is done for many, many years to come. And we are going to turn back into what our parents and grandparents were. We're going to save up money and buy something. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put down nothing and borrow a ton of money to buy things that we really don't need. Absolutely, and I think it's going to mean we're going to have to start some basic industries again, wealth-creating industries like mining and manufacturing and things like that. But we're going to have to come back to the point where we're competitive globally, I suppose. Well, Lou, let's get into some of the practical things you know that you do all the time. You, I couldn't help but think as you went over this pension fund problems, uh, people going to lose their unemployment benefits and stuff. You must see this every day uh, in your work. You must see human tragedies unfolding all the time. Not as much because people who come to me usually have assets and they're looking for somebody to manage them properly for them. Yeah. So we're not seeing the, the lowest level. Uh, we hear about it from them, their kids and grandkids. You know, we see that all the time. But as far as the average person, it's, it's difficult to prepare people who have not set aside uh, money, who have a yeah. portfolio right now. I mean, they're in, they're in dire trouble. And, and, you know, you just can't get blood out of a stone. You can't, uh, you know, they, they, the die is cast for them. There's just not much you can do to There's help not much them you can do. They're going to have to depend on their parents or family or friends, uh, the ones that have the capital. But they can't lose the capital. Those who have the capital now have to protect it. And the first thing people have to be aware of is that the value of their money will depreciate as the U.S. dollar depreciates. There's no doubt uh, in, in my mind at all, I'm 100% there, that the U.S. dollar is going to be worth a lot less in the months and years to come. It has to be. You can't keep creating money out of thin air and not have the value of each individual unit depreciate. Okay, especially so when Lou, your economy is so. So, Lou, then what can we do? We have to, for example, you own a home and you have it paid for free and clear. That that brick and mortar retains its value, right? No matter what. It's, it it's a tangible asset, and I do think that the housing market will turn around when we we get the inflation. I think is coming, but the problem with owning real estate as your tangible. Uh, versus, say, gold or, or, or agricultural commodities or mining stocks, is that it'll be taxed to death. Well, I'm it'll not be... so sure that the gold won't either, the mining stocks. I mean, you're the tax guy, so let me ask you, what about gold? I mean, if gold goes up in value to an infinite level because the price, because the currency goes to zero, in theory that could happen, might they not just tax the heck out of gold? Out of well, gold, you've you got to find it first to tax it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's not something that that's in an account uh, for most people, and that's why holding physical gold, I think, is the smartest thing you can do. And, and and you have to diversify out of the U.S. dollar. I personally have a third of my net worth in physical gold. I mean, that's a lot. I don't recommend my clients do that because it's, it, it's you know, you were telling them 10 to 15%, but I'm telling you how convinced I am 
that the U.S. dollar is toast and we need to protect ourselves. I have another 15% of my net worth in foreign currency uh, exchange-traded funds mm-hmm. uh, and probably a little bit more in, you know, in the mining stocks, ways of diversifying out of a depreciating U.S. dollar because once that starts, it could happen very quickly. If you have $100,000 in a bank, you could have 50000 in purchasing power within 12 months. That's how quick a devaluation of your currency can happen. I believe uh, it could actually you know, happen in days if there's a loss, total loss of confidence. Loss of confidence, and in and fact, a, and if you pack. look at the price rise in the German hyperinflation, it happened within two years. It was, you know, it was a hockey stick. It just went straight up to infinite levels of, of price uh, price rises. And Jay, people don't think it could happen here, but it, it certainly could happen here. I'm not saying it, it is going to happen here, but I'm saying it, is that it could. But but when your currency goes down, a lot of people say inflation can't happen because you don't have expanding credit, you don't have uh, wage increases right now, and you don't have the economy expanding. But true inflation, especially a hyperinflation, is a currency event. Mm-hmm. And people believe that inflation, the definition of inflation is rising prices. That is not the case. The definition of inflation is expansion of the money supply, rising prices are the symptom of inflation. Absolutely. And inflation is going to happen because of the fact that people will ultimately lose confidence in the U.S. government, its ability to manage its huge deficits, its ability to raise capital from overseas investors. And when that confidence loss starts, it could happen very, very quickly, and we could see a dollar plunge, an instant inflation where everything that we consume goes up in value, whether it's uh, food commodities, energy commodities, and the next thing we'll see is shortages. And yeah, after and you see shortages, prices, then you see civil unrest. Williams reminded us last week, we could have those price rises without a booming economy. In fact, we could have a depression just simply because the currency uh, loses its complete value and confidence in, in the currency. No question, because we import everything here. And uh, the, the cost of just oil alone yeah. uh, would skyrocket. Right. Well, Lou, we only have about two or three minutes left. Three minutes, maybe Maybe I can push it to four. We'll see if what I can get from my engineer here. But here's a question, a hypothetical question. You talked about people that, that don't have anything. But let's take an average, sort of an average middle-class baby boomer, older baby boomer. Husband's 62, wife's 57. They have a home they just bought for $600,000. They've got a $200,000 mortgage on the home. Uh, they've got about a million dollars put away between between the two of them in IRAs. They've got another $200,000 worth of stocks. Uh, Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars worth of gold, uh, no, no debts other than their two hundred thousand dollar mortgage. What would you suggest for this couple? I would suggest that they have at least a third of their money in investments that are not affected negatively by a falling U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. And that would mean gold. That would mean gold mining stocks. That would mean foreign exchange uh, currencies. Look, you diversify. You don't have all your money in one company. Why would yeah. you have all your money in one country's currency? especially a country like us with the huge deficits that we're going to have forever. Mm-hmm. You want to diversify amongst other countries. Some of the, the emerging market uh, areas are a good place to have some equities and some uh, some foreign exchange. Uh, very important that you do not be myopic, that you have to have everything in U.S. dollars. That's That was okay in the past. Yeah. Going forward, that's going to be as dangerous as, as you can imagine. Yeah. Indeed. What about offshore investing? Oh, you mean taking your money out of the country? Yeah. Well, that's that's more sophisticated, and yeah. and, and you, you need to know what you're doing. Uh, you, you need to be really wealthy. For that too, I would say that's fine for people who are, who are really wealthy. You know, and maybe a couple million dollars or more. One good way to do this: buy property, uh, mm-hmm. buy actual real estate. I'm looking at real estate in Brazil right now. I'm looking at real estate in Costa Rica. That's one way of getting out of U.S. dollars, get my money out of this country. 
Yeah. Uh, and who knows? You may have foreign exchange controls. You may not be able to export capital out of the country mm-hmm. under the worst case scenario. And if the worst case scenario comes, that will absolutely be the fact. So if you don't do it now, you won't have that opportunity. Well. Lou, I want to thank you so much. We're coming up on our next break here. Again, let me, uh, can you tell our listeners where they can learn more about your work? Yeah, I have a website. It's just very simply, thefinancialphysician.com, and I, I, I bring to my uh, readers there all kinds of information. I think they should know stuff they won't read elsewhere mm-hmm. with my commentary and my own articles as well, thefinancialphysician.com, uh, and I also have links to my radio program there as well. Right, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Lou, for your words of wisdom, uh, for your for your truthful um, for your truthful statements, and and we're really thankful that you've came come on our show. Perhaps we'll have you again sometime. But in any event, our people can listen and keep up with your work uh, at your website. Thank you very much, and we'll be right back with the wrap up for today's show, folks. I'm going to be with Chen Lin uh, at the other side of our break. Now we'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Berry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. Want to know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the problem so that effective remedies can be prescribed. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to nearly double the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has lost nearly half its value in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you load 16 tons? 
get another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, Taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. I am your host, Jay Taylor. Uh, we've got Chen Lin with me here uh, for the closed on today's show. But before we get to Chen, I just wanted to mention a few things in terms of my view of where the economy uh, and the markets are going. Um, we have thought that we we might have a little bit more upside potential here in what Dr. McHugh is calling the B wave up, which is uh, nothing more than um, uh, than a correction of the major decline that we had last fall following the Lehman Brothers debacle and failure. And uh, uh, and now we think we're getting very close to a turn uh heading down and it could be a very very violent very very nasty decline that uh, Dr. McHugh is calling a nation changing potentially a nation changing cataclysmic event to to correct the bull market that started in 1718 so we're not talking about potentially something that's just another run of the mill recession and uh, depression as our previous guest had just talked he pulled no bones uh, it made no bones about it. We are in a depression now. They don't want to use the word, but that's what where we're at. And he gave all the reasons for for concluding that. So you know, do we have a little bit more upside? Possibly, but my thinking has been, you know, better start cashing up now and taking this gift that's been given to us because we think that there's nothing sustainable. You know, as Luis Gatina talked about, there's, the consumer is dead. There's nothing left for him. Uh, he can't buy anything. Effective demand, as the Keynesians call it, is gone, and government cannot replace that just by printing money, although they're trying very, very mightily to do so. So we think that we're very close to uh, to the next decline down. Now, what are some of the signs that we might be looking for that would tell us that we are that we're ready for the next major decline? Well, I like to look at some of the things Bob Hoy looks at. For one thing, it's the gold to silver ratio, and. Um, I don't know exactly where it's at now, but uh, silver is up and the gold is up. Both of them are up today. We're looking at something like 63 to 1 when I first came on the show. Uh, and it's sort of testing the lows, I think, of 62 to 1 in this run. Now, what's so important about gold to silver? Well, as the price of gold rises relative to silver, it's usually indicative of credit problems. We saw it last year for sure, and I don't have those numbers in front of me right now, but Gold rose very dramatically compared to silver. It rose very dramatically against almost all commodities. So the real price of gold goes up during these credit crunches. And Hoy is looking at a ratio of 70 to 1. If we see gold go over silver uh, at, a, at a 70 to 1 ratio, then uh, he says, look out. That would be uh, indicative uh, that w- indicate that we're approaching another credit crisis. Uh, McHugh uh, is looking for the Hindenburg omens and he talks about that. I talk about it in my newsletter because I follow Dr. McHugh's work as well as Roger Wiegand's work. McHugh is really uh, talks about these Hindenburg omens, and it really has to do with the disparity between new highs and new lows and a, and a number of things. But 
uh, McHugh thinks we're heading up, that we're setting ourselves up for some more Hindenburg omens, and that would be uh, that that would indicate that we're very close to the next wave, the sea wave down. McHugh is also very concerned that if we drop below 860 on the S&P uh, 500, that that would mean that the sea wave down has begun. Now, we're just slightly under 1,000 today, and this market is accelerating on the downturn. Uh, so, um, you know, we, we want to keep our eyes on that. Well, anyway, Chen, um, Chen has found ways to make money in good markets and bad. So, Chen, welcome. I want to just ask you about a couple of things you might want to tell our listeners today before we run out of time. Yes, hi, Jay. So, Chen, you were telling me before we went on today about some, uh, I think, palladium. Uh, there's some interesting things happening in palladium now. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I heard Russian's uh, uh, palladium stock has been depleted. So, basically, uh, with uh, the mining issue in South Africa, we could have palladium shortage uh, down the road. Okay, so there's a palladium, potential palladium shortage, and I think there's a palladium stock that you've talked about uh, I guess uh, pay, I guess the paid subscribers are, are privy to that information. Can you just talk about the company, perhaps without giving the name away? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, basically I'm looking for a North American uh, palladium place. Um, mm-hmm. This company happened also a gold producer. So, uh, you know, you got... Oh, it is a gold producer now, Chen? It's becoming a gold producer. Oh, I see. Okay. In, four, in fourth quarter. So, mm-hmm. you know, so we have a both gold and palladium, so make me... Make you feel better. <laughs> so it could have some cash flow in the near term. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. The will, will be cash flow. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you. You just uh, returned back from the Arctic Circle. You were up visiting a gold mining project up in Alaska. Could you talk about that briefly? Yeah, sure. Uh, I went visit uh, Goldrich uh, Company. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a company actually currently run by Umana's founder. He came out of Dick Waters. He came out of retirement, and he told me he's not taking any salary. He's just taking shares and deferred payment mm-hmm. because he he sees the huge potential of the company. The company owns huge land position in Alaska, and he's looking for at least ten twenty million dollars, uh, you know, in the state owned, no, not federal land. So it's not subject to a new mining law. So no BLM to deal with. Exactly. So that's that's he's looking for. He's very excited. He's getting just getting into production this year. They just a press release today. Okay, so they're producing gold now. As I think it's a placer operation. You told me. Yes, it's a placer operation. Mm-hmm. A good the good thing about placer operation, I saw that is that the capex is very very low. Yeah. Uh, right indeed. now, equipment are selling twenty thirty cents on the dollar because all the constructions, all the other mining, the stop. Mm-hmm. So the gold miners actually enjoying buying those cheap cheap equipment. Uh, he estimated $5 million will generate $5 million per year cash. That's uh, just amazing. You know? By the way, let me just let me just interject there, uh, Chen. One of the reasons I'm so bullish on gold mining is because during these, these credit collapses, uh, you know, we saw it happen last year. The price of gold went up relative to everything else. So it, gold mining becomes a high-margin business in these times of stress. And so this is just another example of it. The equipment you can buy on 20 cents on the dollar, you said. Exactly, twenty twenty-five cents. That's what what really makes it really unique and exciting. Uh, it's a it, it's a GRMC on the bulletin board, and uh, it does have a plan in the future to list it on Toronto. How many uh, shares outstanding, and what is it selling for now, Chen? It's about thirty cents, uh, thirty million, and um, it's selling about forty cents. So you know, uh, 30, and the name is Goldrich. Goldrich, yes. Goldrich Mining or yeah. Goldrich Mining, GRMC. George okay. Richard Michael Charles. Very good, Chen. We're running out of time. Um, I've got to. Uh, I've got to just get going here. But uh, 
folks, you can learn more about what Chen is doing. Uh, as I said, call our number at 718-457-1426. Next week, we're going to do something quite different. We're going to have Roger, Chen, and myself for the entire show. Uh, think about questions you might have for all three of us and call in. That number is uh, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. You can also send in an email with your questions. You can call Claudio Bossi with your questions at 718-457-1426. Before we close, I want to thank again uh, those people that made this show possible, Tacey Trump, my senior executive producer, Ruben Colombe, my operations manager, Travis Ortwin, who my uh, my engineer, who puts up with me, and um, thanks again for listening. All of you, um, welcome back next week. We hope you'll come back with your questions for Roger, Chen, and me. Until next week, goodbye and God's blessings to you. Thank you again for listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.